It's a GG no re-update. I'm going to talk about our schedule for releases, the kinds of things we're going to be playing, and maybe some other stuff. The reason that we don't have an actual play episode for you this week is that we didn't play this week. We've moved to playing bi-weekly, which means, well, it, it used to mean nothing because we would play for four hours or so, and then it would take me like a thousand hours to edit that. And so I would split up the, uh, the session into several episodes. And so we could go for a month or two without playing and you, the dear listener, would never be the wiser. But now it's not that way. Our new editing regime means that it takes me five minutes to edit an episode. So there's no reason for me not to release the whole session of play all at once. And then you can listen to it over the ensuing weeks as you desire. But that also means we have weeks where there's no content. So normally we would release the AP and then the next day we'd release the After Dark episode for the patrons that we record on the same day. Well, now I'm wanting to figure out some way to fill that off week with content that you might find interesting. So here's my idea. I've talked about this with the guys before, but maybe next time we, we have a, a full group episode, they'll, they'll tell me that everything I've said is wrong. We'll have to wait and see on that. But I think what we're going to do is that each time we play, we'll also do a panel episode of some kind where we're discussing a topic, maybe that's arisen from stuff that's happened in our sessions, maybe something of general industry interest or, or whatever, something that we hope you guys would enjoy. So we'll record that, we'll play our game, we'll do our After Dark episode. That's for the patrons, patreon.com slash to get access to that and to our Discord to chat with all the lovely GGNoRe folks. I think this will introduce some variety to our content. I hope you'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. I like talking about stuff. And since we all were in headphones, we can hear each other talk, we can hear ourselves talk, and who doesn't love listening to yourself speak? So that's the structural update, content update. The last one we released, episode 154, was Dead Planet using Mothership. We are going to finish that module, which will take, I don't know, probably two more sessions, I guess. Maybe more. Maybe less if they TPK. Who can say? If we TPK, we'll, we'll end it and then review it. So you'll get Dead Planet finishing it somehow. The review of Dead Planet. Then we'll do probably at least one more episode of Pokemon 5e. And then we'll continue with our homebrew stuff. So that means finishing off our cliffhanger and Dungeon Academy at least, like finishing up that dungeon delve that we stopped in the middle of. And then we'll probably move into CCQ, which is uh, the mouthful campaign that I've been running, City of the Crepuscular Queen. That's my favorite setting, although Dungeon Academy is in the same setting as well, but just thousands of years in the future. I think the majority of the players like it a lot or like it the most. And from what I've heard from the patrons, you guys like CCQ a lot too. So it seems like a consensus choice for the default going forward. Uh, so that's what we will be doing, but we will not only be doing homebrew stuff. We'll occasionally still do other modules and systems like we've done with Pokemon and Mothership because variety is the spice of life and it's good to see what other people are doing. I doubt we'll do more Wizards stuff. I know they're releasing the Sinister Secrets of Saltmarsh, but I, at this point we're hardened, jaded veterans of WotC and I don't think there's point in going back to the well unless things radically change. So look forward to that. And right now I've got a little bit of bonus content for you. I've got an interview with my wife. I've been wanting to interview her about why she can't stand RPGs. And you can <laughs> hopefully uh, enjoy the interview itself and draw some broader conclusions from that that might help you get some of your more reluctant friends drawn into the into the hobby.
something a little different this time. Instead of talking about normal RPG stuff, I'm going to talk with another person. We're going to have an interview. This is Daniel, and I'm going to be interviewing my wife, my wife, Julie. Say, say hello, Julie. Hello, everyone. Now, I am a big nerd about RPGs and have played them for many years now, but my wife doesn't share this enthusiasm. And so I wanted to have a chat with her and see exactly what it is that she and I imagine many other people might find off-putting. Let's start with some history. So I know that you've never, I don't, I don't think anyway, I don't think you've ever played a whole D&D session or something like that, right? Not for real. No, I don't even think I've played in more than five minutes. Okay, so what experience have you had or been subjected to? Only what you have tried to play with me in the past. So like something kind of ad hoc where there's a scenario and you have to decide what to do in it? Yes. As a fictional character? Right. So what would you say your 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 mental state is when you have been put into those scenarios? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not like you, so I tend to get a little freaked out and I feel a lot of pressure about what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't feel relaxed like it's a fun game. The thing is, I think also you think there's something you're supposed to be doing. Yes, I just said that. Right. <laughs> but really, in these games, there's not, other than you're supposed to just act like you think your character would act. Well, you say that, but I just feel like there's some kind of underlying way I'm supposed to be that I don't really know. Well, do you, do you think you understand what me and the dudes and the other nerds see in the hobby? What do you think I like about it? I think you like it because it's a creative outlet that's really got a lot of levels to it that could be super fun. You can modify, you can do whatever you want with it, and it's fun. I can see that, but I'm a scientist. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. And <laughs> I'm just very literal, and it's hard for me to be creative without rules, I guess, is what I'm getting at. You know, when you're watching especially like a horror movie, and you see the people doing something really dumb? Yes. And you think... Don't do that. Do this other thing. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's what you can do. Okay, well, I mean, I can see that how that would be fun. I think sometime soon you're going to have to get in a real game where you're sitting there the whole time, but you're not the only person, right? You can kind of chill out and disengage a bit and fade to the background, let other people make decisions, and then come back in when you feel like you want to. Does that seem like it might be a better situation for you? I could do that. Maybe if I was given some choices to start with, maybe. Right, so you don't have to make everything up. Right. Don't make me make up stuff, please. Yeah. Please. I have that same <laughs> feeling when I DM certain games. Like when I DM Apocalypse World, I feel like there's uh, creative aporia, where there's too many. It's like you're in a hall of mirrors, and you you feel like you have no traction to get started on making choices. Right. So certain games and structures can really help with that. D&D is a good one, especially with a big group, because you, you don't really have to do anything. There's default actions to take, and you can let other people do stuff. Now, some story games, that would be like the anti-Julie kind of game, where it's constant creative pressure all the time, and you're just on the spot constantly. So we wouldn't do that. No, I don't, I don't think I could thrive there. <laughs> but I do find some of those games fun. Let's think, our daughter... She loves D&D, but to her, D&D is all story game stuff. When I say play D&D, she thinks, oh, I've got a great story. Mm -hmm. And she has this idea for things that will happen and for settings and all this kind of stuff. So when we play D&D with her, if we're not doing that kind of mode, I have to like drill it into her. You, no, you're only this one character. So right. it's very funny 
How'd she come out well, of the of the both of us? I'm just glad she's not exactly like me and that she has you. Well, same same here. Whole, <laughs> wholesome RPG content here. I think the more broad application of this interview is that people have different desires when they come to fictional interactive media. When I think about RPGs, why I like them is I want to imagine a character, and it's very easy for me to imagine a character it with just a little bit of seed content. I can get there and see what would happen when that character makes decisions. So that's what I like in video games, and you can do that even more freely with RPGs. But other people, they don't care about that at all. Like, they never think, if only I could do this no, somehow. I've never had that thought. Which is... And I think no, I think actually some of the guys that we play RPGs with regularly don't think that way about it either. Okay. They like it for other reasons, like being able to explore uh, a fictional space, like a literal space, like a location that's interesting and dangerous. They just think that part of it is the most fun. And that whole fictional authorship stuff doesn't even come into it, or just secondarily. So if you're going to get a group together of new people, maybe figure out what they're into and what they're liking about it, or what they're trying to get out of it. They may not even know. A lot of people have never thought about this stuff. Or sometimes maybe their friend just invited them. Well, I think that's all. We, we, we did this interview. We did it. We did it. Uh, we've been thinking about it for a while. Is there anything, any parting thoughts, any conclusions? I don't have any. Well, I just appreciate that you have an appreciation for it. And I, I think it's cool that you have it to do. And I love you for it. But I don't see myself having a future in it. Is it better than going hunting? Uh, yeah, because you can like stay home. I see you, sweetie. I'll be I'll be in the and well, I don't even know what you call it. Though they have the like tree, tree stands? stands or something. I'll I'll be in the stand. <laughs> see you Sunday. Yeah, I I would rather you be doing this actually. Okay, well there you go. Advantages of of nerdery. I love you guys. Have a great night. <laughs>